Hi, welcome to Escape, a travel podcast. I'm John. I'm Jess. I'm Samantha. And I'm Sean. Our job might be to plan vacations, but seeing the world is our passion. Our podcast is here to help you escape. Every episode, we will discuss our favorite destinations, hotels, tours, and so much more from around the world and right into your headphones. Let's go. Hi, and welcome to Escape, a travel podcast. My name is John, and I am here with my fellow podcasters. We are missing Sam again uh, this week, and we are going to be continuing our conversation with my wife, Steffi Barbian, about our trip to Maui. And today we are going to be talking about our dining experiences and all of the attractions and activities that we took part in while we were on our Maui 10-year anniversary. So without further ado, Sean, why don't you go ahead and ask the next question. John, so how did things compare with your meals on-site at the Andaz compared to off-site? I know you hit some really awesome places off-site. How did, how did the two compare? Ste- Steph, do you want me to go first? Yeah, okay. So we. So I would say the food on-site at the Andaz was top-notch. I felt like... Um, we ate at Morimoto's, which is like their signature restaurant there. It's, you know, one of the chef Morimoto's. He has like four or five restaurants, maybe. There's one in Orlando, and there's maybe a more than that around the world. But uh, Chef Morimoto's restaurant is there from Iron Chef. Uh, we ate there one night, and it's the food on was property. amazing. Mm-hmm. On property, okay. right next to the the, the lowest pool. Mm-hmm. All outdoor, well, mostly outdoors, and then open air on the indoor section. The Ka'ana Kitchen, we didn't do for dinner, but we did every morning at breakfast. I thought that it was... Very comparable to any high-end brunch. Would you agree with that, babe? I feel like it was better than most high at least most high-end brunches. Do they have fried rice? It's like my daughter's favorite (laughs) thing ever. I ate fried rice every day. Every day. It's like a big bowl of fried rice for breakfast every morning. (laughs) Yes. Fried rice with different meat. Like one day there was pork belly, one day there was salmon, one day there was this delicious sausage. Like every day they had a different meat with the fried rice. And that was amazing. <laughs> What's that? I have fried, fried rice? Yeah, I'm going to order some. Yeah, my, not as good. Honestly, my daughter gets a, a, a big bowl of fried rice with a side of pineapple. Like that's her breakfast every morning. Yep. We, we, had, we had that. Every morning I had fried rice. I had um, mochi. Mochi, am I saying that right? Yeah. Mochi waffles. And then I got like some cheeses from the charcuterie Ooh, area, yeah. some pineapple. And then what was the muffin? Oh, a Nutella muffin. Ooh. You also had a ton of smoked salmon. You ate a lot of smoked salmon and prosciutto. First couple of days I did smoked salmon. And then salmon. that bao. Oh, the bao they had bao buns like oh, for yeah. breakfast on the first day we were there. Every day I'm like, right, do you have any bao buns back there? They're like <laughs> these pork bao buns. They were so yummy. They're like this guy with the buns again. <laughs> I, I, know, I, the I buns. wasn't the only one asking. John is coming in. <laughs> I, lo- I love, so I love the Asian breakfast though. Like. You know, I'm so happy that they're keeping that up. Did you notice if there were Asian, a lot of Asian tourists or? There were. There were. Yes. I don't know if they were Asian or Asian American, like from California. Did you you hear anybody speaking like Mandarin or Japanese? No. So it's probably, there could have been Asian Americans coming from California, but there was a lot. Because I was wondering, because usually there are a lot of, not American Asians, but, you know. Yeah. National, like Japanese people or Chinese Chinese people. Hawaiian Hawaiian, Guam are two big locations for the Japanese. Right. So they have the, like, Asian breakfast because they, you know, for the most part, don't like our traditional American sweet breakfast. So they have a lot of savory breakfast options so i was really hoping that they would keep that even if they weren't getting international yeah. tourists so 
They did. Good. And it was fantastic. So as far as compare, and so, so those are the ones we did on site. And oh, we also did the poolside, which is, I guess. Bu- Wait, sorry. Go ahead, babe. Sorry. You didn't. Morimoto's was incredible. It was probably the second best meal I had on the mm-hmm. island. It was like really good. We had a beef carpaccio for an appetizer that I still think about <laughs> all the time. <laughs> and then I had cod as my main meal and the cod just melted mm-hmm. in my mouth. It was just, it was so good. And we're not big cod people, but it was really, really yeah, good. It was. It and was I so had good. really good sushi. Maybe not the best sushi I've ever had, but it was. I would say, you know, top the top five sushi I've ever had. It was Actually, good. Yeah, kudos was good. to you guys for not being big cod people, but ordering it anyway. <laughs> well, the guy said it was like their signature dish on the menu. Okay. So he, you got a little insight right? from the server. No, I don't think it was the signature, but he recommended yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, he. Because everything looked mm-hmm. so good that we couldn't make up our mind, and so he just recommended stuff for us. And that's can't really, wanted. which was amazing. Go wrong with seafood in general, though, it's like yeah, yeah. And I will say about the, about Morimoto's, um, you know, all uh, being completely honest, the when we went in, the hostess or the hosts up front were so welcoming and so kind, and made us feel really special. Took our picture out in front of like the waterfall. It was really cool. Then they sat us down, and the, the seat was nice. They knew they wished us a happy ten year anniversary. And then our server, who made excellent recommendations, the beef carpaccio and Steph's cod was just amazing. But that was kind of like the last we saw of him. I mean, we saw him maybe like once or twice, but like somebody else brought our food out and then he didn't come back to see how it was for like 15 minutes. He was like, well, my job's like, done. <laughs> right? Like, and I, I just, it was a little disappointing because the table next to us, their server was on top of it, like mm. there the whole time. And two managers went up and checked on them. I'm not sure if they were VIP or if that was a chef's table, but like they got all this love and we got like, like our guy was like gone. Like huh. I had to re- I had to refill, like we got a bottle of champagne. I had to refill our own champagne. And I feel like if you're spending the type of money right. that you're spending at that restaurant, you shouldn't have to refill your own champagne. So... The meal itself was fantastic. The staff up front was super warm and welcoming. The server was kind of a letdown. I think that's important to be honest about that, you know? And I have heard that they are going through a little bit of growing pains with, like, staffing. And um, they keep, you know, changing their numbers for indoor versus outdoor. So this potentially is a covid thing yeah he could have been a new hire or he could have maybe been a hire that they should have let go but haven't because they don't have the staff to not i think i think they're a little bit you know you have continental lower 48 who are you know have moved on i think hawaii is you know not quite where the rest of the country is yet they're understandably a little more cautious because of their limited resources so i think that they're kind of back where we were in like April. So I think a lot of that stuff will improve too. But I mean, I think it is important to be honest right now. Yeah. But so let's talk a little bit more about your off site restaurant. Oh, I want to hear Steffi's favorite. She said that it was probably her second best. I want to know what the Ooh. her favorite was. This is an easy one. Go ahead, babe. Oh, yeah, it it's gotta be mama's. So I love mama's. Yeah. It was so good. I think I'm going to cry oh, getting no. thinking about it. It was so good. I think just like from the moment you park and you walk in and just the ambiance of everything. And we came right at right at the yeah. end of sunset. So it was starting to get dark, but it was still magical. That's just the only way I can explain it. And everyone was, the service there was phenomenal. Everyone was super kind. And the food You was have just... to talk about the cool thing with the m- menus Perfect. at Mama's. They do something very unique. Oh, John, you can... 
you can talk about this. I do. It's my my favorite thing. (laughs) So like when you're going to order your fish, like they'll go over the fish menu with you, you know, as, you know, almost everything is fish. They have a few meats, you know, at the bottom, but they, uh, several of the items list who caught your fish that day mm-hmm. like by name oh, wow. and they're like oh that's like my really good friend shelly she caught this fish this morning like dead on like mm-hmm. that's what they said and it's just like it is this very unique experience that you don't find anywhere else it's very um it's the f- literal freshest personalized seafood you could yeah, possibly it's all caught get the, and i got there what I, I got their signature dish i forget what it was oh with the crab um, is it the uh with the lobster yeah, okay. with the lobster tail but it's like it's like it's a and the crab oh it was crab and lobster stuffed and a type of I've fish <laughs> and then it was like it was like yeah it's it's a macadamia yep, yep. crusted so with the sauce good. and then like the potatoes <laughs> underneath yep. and it just like all melts in your mouth and it's like this swirling flavors in your mouth and it's so just, I can't eat like. My mouth is literally watering thinking about like how that dish is prepared, mm-hmm. the sauce that they use, like it's it strikes the perfect balance. You know, some some seafood is too, like when they prepare it, the sauces are too acidic or they're overly sweetened, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. or it's you know, perfect. this was just like perfection. And I remember eating it and thinking like it's not going to get any better than this. Yep. <laughs> and then and then Steph got a uh, something that wasn't local that they brought in like every so many days. What was it called again? Oh gosh, it was something crazy. Something like tooth. Arctic. Arctic. Arctic Ant- Antarctic sawtooth <laughs> fish or something. Yeah. And, and it was like caught six thousand feet below a glacier. <laughs> oh my goodness! And I was like, I, I'm gonna like, have. Yeah, this. Like when else are you gonna eat something from, from six thousand feet under a glacier? So, I mean, and it was so good. Oh man. And then they, they what else do we have there? What was our appetizer there? I can't remember. Hold on. And, and Jess, this is the place oh, the that you said you have to make reservations 60 days. Is so, it so it yeah. it never used to be like this, but I think they're yeah. getting overrun. So, huh. I went the literal first thing I did after I booked this trip, like I said I don't even have a rental car yet, but I went to make a reservation at Mama's <laughs> and I couldn't. <laughs> I'm not far enough out yet, but okay. I have an alert set up because e- when we did it, it was like you could do it as far out as you yeah. want. So you that's, have to. That's that usually that that's that. usually how it is. That's how it's always been for us before, and it's like the first. But I think it was filling up six months out. Yeah, sort of thing, and people were canceling at the last minute because they're canceling their trips. Yeah. You know how it is. S- similar to Disney, mm-hmm. you know, people book their trips, and when you were doing dining six months out, you know, all that inventory gets shifted around at the last minute. Right. And so. it's and it is a 100% worth it it's an experience we have multiple family pictures out on the beach but it is a very pricey meal Mm. like it is it's worth it but it's it's expensive it was the most expensive meal we had on the island and we and we had had a lot to drink because that was like a pool day for us resort Mm -hmm. day so we had already had like in the morning you know we had like several drinks just hanging out by the pool so neither of us were like okay i need to come here and have like three or four cocktails but the cocktails we had there, we each ordered a cocktail. I ordered their Mai Tai, and Steffi ordered this a, a gin, gin drink. Drink with some ginger and something. It was really, really good. And they were just like two of the most beautifully presented cocktails. They were balanced as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you get a dessert? We did. What did we get? What did we get? They brought us we that, so that little chocolate we got, like um, bomb the, type thing. 
We did not do the we clam because that was just too big. Yeah. We saw the clam go to somebody else and we were very full. We got a creme brulee, but it was a uh, Lily, Lily, Lily Koi. Yeah. Lily Koi creme brulee. So good. And, yeah, it was really good. That was so good. And then the um, and then they also brought us that really sweet, like a little anniversary mini cake thing. And that was good That's too, nice. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was just a few bites, but it was still really yummy. I feel like start to finish and their coffee was on point. Like they did the press right at the table. It was really good. So it's also like a, a bed and breakfast. Like you can stay at Mama's. It's they like do a have little, a little lodge, yeah. It's like a little, really? Yeah, and, and then they have. I think. Have you ever done no. that? <laughs> no, because um, I kind of when I'm there, I kind of want the like full resort experience. Yeah. The other cool thing about the beach is you could see like since it's on like the north part of the island, which is where all the good waves are, you can watch like the windsurfers and the parasailers and yeah, doing all their crazy trick stuff. So. It's just like, it's always one of my favorite Maui nights. So we went in at like right after, like we walked in right around sunset. And then when we left, it was dark. And then like we could see people that work there fishing Mm -hmm. and bringing fish in off of the shore. So whatever they were fishing that night, I'm sure was for the next day's like Like for lunch. So they do, yeah, they do that for lunch because the lunch stuff doesn't include... So we've seen the lunch menu too before because we yeah. went like kind of early dinner one time. And so the lunch menu, that nighttime fish feeds the lunch menu while the other fishermen are fishing for dinner. So oh, yeah. that's so smart. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool seeing them come in. Like and we're like, are those like kids out there? And it was some of the people's kids with them. It was cool. But aside from Mama's, we also ate at uh, Co, which is like the signature dining experience. Well, maybe not. They have two restaurant, nice restaurants there at the Fairmont. There's Co, and then there's Nick's Fish Market. We didn't eat at Nick's Fish Market. We ate at Co. And I felt like that was really good. What were your thoughts, babe? Not as good as the other two we've talked about. Yeah, I think if that would have, had been my first meal, I would have been like, this is phenomenal. But when when you compare it to Mama's Fish House and Morimoto, it was it was, it was was very good. It was not as good as the other no, two. But I, and our cocktails there were not Terrible good. cocktails. Both of our cocktails were bad there, which is, you know, they, they have not caught up. At least the two we ordered were not well balanced so we took like this the cocktail class at the andas and apparently like back in 2013 or 14 whenever the resort opened they brought in like a renowned like a mixologist Mm -hmm. to help them reinvent the way they do cocktails on the island because before it was a lot of like those sugary beachy drinks that you would imagine you get like at a a beach resort at the pool at disney (laughs) right exactly those sugary drinks and what they bring, and they brought them this, then brought this whole idea of everything has to be balanced. Like, and we learned all about balance and balancing the sweet and va- balancing the the like if you're using if they're using like a citrus and then the alcohol. It was really really interesting class, but I felt like the two drinks we ordered from Co were not balanced, especially after drinking good mm-hmm. drinks all week. Yeah. After you know what you're doing. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, and it was, but it was. I feel like the meal was good. Did we order dessert that night? No, we were too full. Yeah. You had that traditional meal that was cooked in the banana leaves. Oh, yeah. That was really, really good. good. It was was like lemongrass fish with with like a broth or... No, okay. no, no. It's, it's like it's a bunch. It's like a seafood medley. There's like a piece of fish in there. There's a bunch of scallops. There's some shrimp and something else. I can't remember. And it's all like cooked. Like it, it's like folded up into a banana leaf. It's called like lao lao. Oh, yeah. I think yeah, is what yeah. it was. Yeah. And it's a traditional Hawaiian thing. Like I think at some places it would be served with poi, but we they didn't offer poi there. I didn't even try it while we were on island. Kind of disappointingly. I love poi. It's kind of gross. That's what people say. Um, All right. So let's wrap up food. You have to talk about monkey pod. 
We have to say, yeah. <laughs> we, we have, have to talk about Monkey Pod and, and Shaved Ice, and shave right? Ice, yeah. Yeah. Steph, tell us about Monkey Pod. Oh, Monkey Pod was great. No, you can tell them about Monkey Pod. Oh, I mean, so Monkey Pod is, and Jess knows this. She's the one who turned me on to Monkey Pod. And her, and her well, I should say her and, and Sam. Sam loves Monkey Pod, too. Monkey Pod is um, the brainchild of Mer- uh, the Merriman who started the Merriman uh, restaurant, like the fine dining experience in West Maui. And I think he has other locations all over the islands as well. And basically it was him and then he met with like another chef or a restaurateur on the island. And they're like, well, our chefs over here are kind of like trying these new experimental things out. And ours are trying to do these new things. So why don't we get together and create a restaurant together and like just a place for uh, our servers to push the limits on the different things they're doing. And a lot and more ca- casual than yes, like Mary Men's is very like casual. a like Mary Men's proper is like a very like more of your high-end fine dining and monkey pod you can right. easily take your family and your kids to and like they have happy and hours work, lots of and kids there. sounds like you should be able to and they have yeah they have absolutely oh, amazing sure. food like the food the food is top notch and the server really elevated the experience because we we ate at, uh, at monkey pod for dinner in wailea and then we had lunch at the Kaana Pali uh, location that they just built right on the beach there at the at the very end of Whaler's Village. Mm-hmm. And I will say the service, I don't know, it was just like, it was an experience at, at, at dinner in Wailea where it was in and out. Steve. Yeah, well, Steve at, at, Wailea, Steve. at the Wailea location. <laughs> but Did like, you get the it wasn't fries? Bad service. Oh, yeah. The the rosemary or whatever, the garlic aioli, whatever it is. Yeah, we got those. And then um, I, what did I, I think I got a burger there because I, that's what Jared always gets because they have the grass, Hawaiian grass fed. The Hawaiian grass fed. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, The the, it's the Maui cattle company does all their beef. It's really good. All of their food is like locally, it's from local farm stuff mm-hmm. like that right? yeah most of it they bring a little bit in that they can't keep up with from the uh i think like some of their steaks they bring in from omaha is what he said but everything else is from the islands and the reason and then you had the mai tai oh there. god they're mai tai they <laughs> their mai tai is the best mai tai i've ever had it's like a regular mai tai with a rum floater and then on top of that is like this lily koi foam oh yeah that's that's good stuff so do, <laughs> do you know why the reason why the beef is so good it's because of the volcanic soil. It like gives the grass that the cows eat a different flavor, and that's why the beef tastes so good. Like we it's we amazing. always make it a point to get like local Hawaiian burgers, like grown beef, because it tastes different yeah. than beef out here. It's so good. Yeah. It, it was. I I got burgers there and somewhere else. Well, I got burgers somewhere else. I don't remember where it was. And every burger I had there was amazing. Yeah. But yeah. Monkey Pod was great. I don't remember what we had for our appetizers and stuff there, but everything we had was wonderful. One of the questions we were going to talk about is our favorite cocktail. And I'll just say my favorite favorite cocktail, the Monkey Pod Mai Tai was my favorite. I'm going to start making a list. What was yours, babe? Mine mine was the Upcountry Buck from our resort, from the Andaz. And that, I love gin. (laughs) And that had, was it gin? No, that's not gin. It was rum. Was it gin? (laughs) I love gin. I think it was gin. It might have been upcountry buck. I don't know. It was good. Yeah, it was gin, and it was a lot like. Oh no, no, no! Now I'm it's going rum. crazy. Okay, I'm going to find out what it was. Anyway, it was just like the jerk shack special, which we mm-hmm. love from Turks and Caicos, which has rum that's has gin in it. Not gin. Um, it has ginger. Is, oh my gosh, ginger! <laughs> thank you. It has ginger infused rum. Ooh, that's that what sounds it is. Really drink on our first, our first 
yes. podcast. Yes. Yeah, that's a podcast. That yeah, drink. I remember but that. this drink, this version <laughs> is more balanced. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I, yes, I get those confused. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like that, except it is gin and ginger and I think some fruit juice. And it was just incredible. It was so yeah, good. it was top notch. But yeah, food, I mean, across the board, I don't think we had a bad meal. Oh, Ululani's. We waited probably 45 minutes to get it and we're like oh god this better be worth it but we all- <laughs> the best shave ice i've ever had my entire it's not like a snow cone at no, all we almost missed our flights last yeah. time because we stopped uh. at ulani's on the way to the airport and we refused to leave until we ate it <laughs> we, we well, that's exactly what we were doing we, TSA we had two hours saved us. What, no we were th- what can you compare it to nothing I mean, like no, it's, it's shave ice. Like it. There's nothing it else like, like it. It like actual snow fell onto your like. It's into your it's cup. Not like then they poured delicious like, and it's not like sugary no. syrup that they're mm-hmm. putting on it. It's like the pulp syrup from like ground. For example, the mango yeah, tastes it like taste mango. Fake. mango. It tastes like if you get a snow like cone, it's like tiny little chips of ice. This is literally yeah. like, like someone takes like a saw and like shaves it off. And it's like all fluff. It's shaved. It's not ground. Yeah, it's yeah. like fluffy and like the syrups in some place. I forget if Ulani's does it, but you can get like sweetened condensed milk or like a, a yes, a little yes. like we put on top of ice ours. cream. Like ball Steffi in had the ice middle. cream. Yeah. The ice cream on the bottom. Then she had like the shave ice fantastic. with all of her flavors, yep. and then had this condensed milk on top. Steffi got the works yeah. essentially. <laughs> It was so good. It was unreal. It got everywhere. Michael Scott pretzel. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You'll have a little bit of everything. (laughs) It was so good, guys. Like, so Ululani's, we went to the Kihei location because it's across the street from the beach. But there's one in Lahaina, too. And you can walk to the beach. There's one in Lahaina, and then there's, (laughs) and now there's one in, um, at the Hyatt in Kaanapali. So when you're staying Weston? at the Weston, okay. you can walk over to the Hyatt and get it there. That's a, that's a good tip. I didn't know that. Hot tip. All right. And sorry, one more thing. We can't not talk about the food truck. Um, so we talked about Tie Me Up, the Thai food that we had, which was really good. And then I saw on Twitter that there's an Ecuadorian, I'm Ecuadorian, living in Maui, and he has a food truck. And I was like, John, we have to go find this food truck. And it was in Kihei, and it was ceviche which is um, a very popular meal. Traditional, traditional South meal American meal. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was great. Yeah. It was really good to be changed. And it, right. it was great meeting, meeting him. Yeah. That's really cool. It's perfect. The only thing it was missing is because he doesn't have a liquor license with some like, uh, with some, beer. some beer, some like Ecuadorian beer, like El Club would have been like, <laughs> would have made it like the perfect ceviche experience. So, yeah. But yes. And it was really reasonably priced. And that's called. That's probably our cheapest meal. Oh yeah, it, it was Pisca. How do you how do you spell that again? You remember he spelled it different. P I S K A K A Pisca. Yeah, and it was Pisca, you guys. It's at the it's at the Kihei food truck place. Yeah, so, so like that wasn't really a thing last time. <laughs> the food trucks last time I was there, the food trucks are like a relatively new addition. So that's really cool, and it's awesome because they have all different types of food at the food trucks. And the one that's over by the airport that had tie me up. That was like. Top notch. Highly recommend. <laughs> Gotta check out the food truck scene. I just think but it's yeah. funny every time you say tie me up. It's just that's I a know, really, it's funny. really funny it's a, name. It's a great it name. Is. It's super creative. <laughs> the other one was like my Thai. We tried Thai food on our way out of the town, on our way to the mm. airport too. Nice. After so, after we ate Ululani's and we're thai. stuffed from Ululani's. Let's talk about your off 
site activities. There were so many. We were so busy. Let's talk about all so, of them. <laughs> so here's what I'm going to say. So at the beginning of the, the the first episode that we talked about, the beginning of the, the, the show, we talked about how Wileya is like the perfect balance of like bougie meets like outdoor yeah. adventure stuff. It's the beach vacation meets the adventure vacation. And it's not just like, like, I don't know how to describe it. It's not just Wailea or Maui. Maui. Did I say Wailea? Yeah. I'm sorry. Maui in general is like the perfect experience, like balance of that. I mean, let's start first. Road to Hana. What were your thoughts, babe? Road to Hana. Road to- <laughs> Can we start with the other one? Oh, yeah, Haleakala. Sunrise do. at Haleakala. Because <laughs> chronologically, Haleakala should always be at the beginning of your trip before you adjust. It was at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, which it you guys was. did. You did it right. Like before your body adjusts to the different time yeah. zone and you're already getting up early and it's not quite as and painful. We- what time did you get up? Like 3, 15, 3? I think we left at 3.30. Yeah. We left at three thirty, and it was actually, in my opinion, yeah. a little bit too late. Yeah. <laughs> but it's hard. We should have left. It's still at three. really hard to do that. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. So, so the reason why is because the sunrise is really early in Hawaii, like, especially in the summertime. It takes a while to get there too. Yes, and you're an hour and fifteen minutes away from Wailea. So, like, basically, you get there, and you're there forty five minutes to an hour before sunrise, but you first light has already happened. Right. So when we were we, we drove there and you're driving up these switchbacks and we decided to download big shout out to the Shaka Guide, which is one of the Amazing. GPS apps. It was like the storytelling. Steffi and I were crying during different portions of it. I'm not kidding. It was so, so good. The Road to Hana version and the Sunrise at Haleaka version. But like you're going up and we're hearing all the stories about Haleakala and Maui and all these things. And then we get to the uh, the gate and there's like a long wait, maybe like what, 10 people? in front 15 people in front of us to like show your reservation and pay to get in because this is something else that you need to get ahead of time right yes when did you get those reservations oh man now i'm I'm blanking it's they open them up there's two different windows the first one i feel like is 60 days and then the second window is 48 hours we got ours at 60 day mark because it's like I'm getting my fast passes. Yeah, because so like need a reservation back in the day, for sunrise. you used to like get there, look at the weather and like pick the clearest day and just go. But obviously, yeah. and this was pre-COVID too, that they started with reservations because they started getting overrun. But even, yeah, even before yep. COVID. Yeah. So it was amazing. But the thing is, it's like as we were waiting in line, first light started coming and we're like, we looked up and like looked out the windows and we're like, you can still see all the stars. So we popped the top and like put the convertible that de- opened up the convertible mm-hmm. and just like laid back and it was freezing. It was like 40 it's degrees really outside. And we're like staring at the stars while we were waiting in line. And that was our little, it would have been even more magical at the very top when there wasn't other people's car lights on and sitting in like a line. It was pretty great. Don't you think, babe? Yeah. It was pretty. I totally agree. Um, so we went up and we decided we did sunrise. We froze our butts off, did the time-lapse video with one of our phones, took a lot of pictures. Basically, you watch the sun. You're above the clouds and you watch the sunrise come up. And it's like, I don't know. It's one of those experiences. I don't I don't even know how to. It's like spiritual, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Yeah. Like, it's just something that touches your soul when you're doing it. It's like the most unique sunrise you're ever going to see. So For sure. For yeah. sure. And it was nice. We had a, I really enjoyed it. I think the second half of our day was even more interesting. Yeah, I think, and I think what made that morning really special too was the Shaka Guide. Because I think you start to learn about the history of Maui. And I don't know, I think it just gives you an appreciation for the land and the people. And so I think that also 
elevated our experience there. For sure. We'll have to link like that great. up uh, when we drop this podcast. Yeah, because I, 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 I definitely want to use that, too. It was it was top notch. And it's like thirty There's like two guides, yeah. right? Well, there's but- like four or five different tours you can do. We only did two of them and it's like thirty bucks for the five pack. One hundred percent worth it. We were gonna do the West Maui one when we were up in West Maui, but we ended up like our time got sucked like somehow that day. Like we got really busy and our time slipped away in Kanapali and we missed we only got up to Kapalua for a short period of time. But Anyway, it was amazing. Then after we were done with Sunrise, we decided to hike. Some people like will go to, they'll take a tour and they'll do a bike down the, the Haleakala and all that, which somebody's died doing. So we decided not to do that. So we decided to hike into the crater and we ended up going and we said, well, let's just do a mile and a half in. Steffi has a, like a arthritis in her hip from running in college and from a problem with her hip so like going too far is always like a question mark like okay when should we turn around we went in a mile and a half Steph goes let's keep going and every time I check in with her two miles let's keep going two and a half miles let's keep going we're almost to the floor and she goes let's just finish like down to the floor <laughs> and we got all the way down and like as you're walking down and you're passing all of these other mini cones that are down there that are like part of the volcano and like you're right next to them like they have signs not to climb up them but you could go climb up these things if you were but disrespectful you we didn't shouldn't. you didn't take any rocks go- back with you right <laughs> no, no. We, we talked about that though but uh yeah there was a there was like they tell you like how out. many they get mailed back a year because i 100 yeah. yeah. believe that <laughs> the hawaiian yeah, gods are cr- watching do not take their rocks <laughs> what do you mean mail back funny. people take people lava rocks yeah so if yeah. you take them apparently you're cursed with bad luck if you take them and so people will literally mail their lava rocks back to Hawaii because they have bad they'd, luck. They've had a, a run of bad luck. Yep. Yeah. So many pounds of them a year. I know. It's funny. I, um, but yeah, I, I we ended up going, what, three and a quarter in, Steph, would you say? I think it's about three and a quarter yeah. into, into to the floor. And then we decided to turn Does around. Does someone drive you back up or do you have to walk back up? Yeah. <laughs> it was just us going down a hike. Oh, gosh. A path yeah, by I ourselves. Think part of it was like the adrenaline rush and just how beautiful it is. And you're going downhill yeah, and, when you start and then you have the whole to go. time. And so you're like, I can do this. <laughs> and then you have to turn <laughs> around and go <laughs> and up. And the way oh. back. We had to hoof that. And it was like a 2,000 foot elevation change. Yeah, that's a little too wow. Hiking out three boy. miles up, 2,000 feet or three miles out, 2,000 feet up during that hike. And on top of that, you're already at like 8,000. Like when you're in the crater, you're at 8,000 feet. When you get to the top, you're back at 10,000. So you've got to be like thinking, holy crap. Like, what were we thinking? Like you're getting, you're like you're tired because you're going uphill. You're out of breath because you're going uphill. You're out of breath and tired because it's, the air is thin. Um, but it was fun. I, I think after uh, Steph's, you know, leg hurt a little bit afterwards, and we took a rest day a lot of bit afterwards. It hurt a lot. Yeah. That's, that's hard. Sorry. That's a lot. But it was it was totally worth it. It was an incredible experience. And yeah. we figured we'd do it now while we can. Yeah. Like, w- when else yeah. are we gonna have that opportunity when we don't have well, the kids you're not with us do to do kids. that? And we're not going to do it when we're 70, yeah. you know, like who knows when we're going to have that opportunity again. Mm-hmm. So it was fun. I'm glad we did it. We were able to, it was just, I don't know. And for a long time, it was just the two of us. We were the only schmoes that decided to hike all the way in. Everybody else stopped like a mile or two in or some people only like a half a mile. They were smart. Yeah. They were smart. So They knew their limits. Nobody else hiked down so to saying the floor. It was not worth, the, the view at the bottom was not worth the hike. 
No, it was. It was. And all the pain the days after. I see. Okay. It was worth it. It was so great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what the else? Juice is what worth else let's you guys do have? Road to Hana next. Yeah. So Road to Hana. Do you feel like we started early enough for Road to Hana? I feel like it was fun. I feel, I feel like we just ended up taking a long time in random places. But like, I never felt like it was over overly crowded with maybe the exception of like there was no parking at Twin Falls, mm-hmm. which is like one of the first waterfalls you can stop at. And it's like a big tour spot. Um, and that's because they've shut down all of the overflow parking on the streets because of congestion on that mm-hmm. road. So there's only 40 cars. Only 40 cars can be parked there now at a time. And if you miss it, you miss it. You just have to keep going and maybe hit it on the way back. But we, it was like dark by the time we got mm-hmm. back because we took our slow roll mm-hmm. the whole way. <laughs> Yeah, I think we, so this is the one thing that we missed was the, was it Black Sand Beach? Is that what it was, it was called? We didn't know that you needed reservations for that as well. Okay. And that's, I think, where you spend a good amount of time on the road to Han is at that beach. And so we kept saying to ourselves, like, well, we're not going to that beach, so we can make a stop here and make a stop there. And before you know it, it's almost late and you don't want to be too late because then you'll be driving on that mm-hmm. road at night, which Scary. can be... Mm-hmm. What did yeah. you say to switch back for, John? Yeah. How many of those? It was like 600 and something, I think is what the guide tells you. Oh. 616 or something. Someone's counted. And they have... And they, they give you the, the number. The crazy thing is the, they have the... single lane roads where like literally... It's... Oh, some of them are more narrow than a single yeah, lane road. Yeah, and it's like you you have to wait for like you're the only car. Like there's no like flow of traffic like there's only room Mm -hmm. for one car at a time to go over right and most of them are what's the right word i'm looking for most of them you can see where the other person is stopping but some of them you can't see where the other people are supposed to stop and that those are the scary ones you're like well crap i guess i'm gonna go i don't see anybody yeah. You guys, you guys drove this, John. Were you ever, were you ever nervous? Uh, I don't know if I was nervous, babe. Were you nervous with my driving a little bit? Um, just, just a little. Oh my bit. gosh! But I, I don't think I could have done that drive. I well, not after we saw those two girls in a in a convertible. Like so, on our way out, we were behind like a couple cars behind this big truck. I pulled over and let him pass it, but he was like had like tr- it was like a dump truck full of trees. Right, he was bringing something out and he was hauling, but he kept getting stopped. So we'd catch up with him every so often. And at one point, he got stopped because it was a ne- really narrow part of the road, and two young, maybe twenty something year olds young 20s these two girls yeah. and he was not getting over any further and they were like sandwiched between the truck and and the wall no. the rock wall <laughs> and like against like the cliff like the inside not the outside mm-hmm. and he wouldn't move out and like they were scraping their rental oh car God. along no. the edge and all i could think was like oh geez that's gonna be so expensive and stuff was like oh! <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad wow. um, and then i clapped for them at the end because they survived <laughs> It was that that would have been um, a little intense. But what were your favorite stuff, babe, on, on the on the But yeah, so on our Donna, John really wanted to swim um in like the bottom of a uh, the pools. Waterfall. Oh under waterfalls, yeah. Yeah, the pools, yeah. So that was one of our first stops is it was one of the waterfalls and John swam. I didn't swim. I was a little freaked out. I'm a little bit of a wuss, but he swam, he jumped off some rocks. That was that was fun. And then we what else did we do? We went to an arboretum, um, and we looked at, got oh, really yeah. close to those rainbow eucalyptus trees. Eucalyptus trees. Yeah. And I love eucalyptus trees because they remind me of home, so those were awesome. And, and then... We went to Hamoa Beach, which was ma- yeah. which is now Steffi's like, most beautiful favorite beach. Beats out Grace Bay and Turks and Caicos. 
I think after um, Haleakala, that was my second favorite part of the trip was that beach. That was just amazing. It's like Hamoa Beach. It's apparently Oprah bought and protected some of the land out there so it can't be developed. And it is gorgeous. Like it is crystal clear water and hardly anybody else is out there. And it's a giant beach so everybody can, there's room to spread out. It was just so pretty. It was like nothing else that we saw in all of in all of Maui. That was cool. And then after that, we went to the bamboo forest. We did that, that PPY watch. trail, PPY trail or whatever, which has mm-hmm. a bamboo forest, leads you to some waterfalls. The problem with that, we didn't get to the very end because Steph was getting tired that day. She wasn't feeling great with her hips. So we didn't make it all the way to the end end of that. So it was like that and you basically would have had to run out because by the time we got our butts there, it was a little after three. And they said, don't start this after three o'clock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you will not be able to make it in and out because the state park closes at five, and they lock your cars in. So, uh, uh, so like, okay, it was a national park, babe. That's part of the the backside national of Haleakala park. National Park. So we ended up hiking the majority of it in until we got to the bamboo forest, and that was just so pretty. We have video of just like the silence and then like the wind clattering the mm. hollowed out like bamboo like mm-hmm. trees together. It was mm-hmm. so pretty, so peaceful. It was. I don't know. It was amazing. Like, that was nice. Like, look back. But I feel like the view of the first waterfall you see on that was terrible. It was so far away. You weren't anywhere near it. And then the sacred seven sacred pools that are there. It's actually more than seven, we learned. But that's a marketing ploy (laughs) that someone dreamed up years ago. And it works because now everybody takes the road to Hana to get out there. Um, But those pools were closed to swimming because of too much rain flow. So... Our awesome tour guide from Shaka Tour said, if that one's, yeah, said, if it's closed for swimming, don't worry. I got one for you on the way back called the Venus Pools. And we got to go like cliff jumping into the Venus Pools and do all that stuff. So we got to check that off the box. Well, I did the jumping. Steffi did the swimming. (laughs) (laughs) I did the watch. I was watching him make sure. You did Uh swim. You got to have survived to come back to the boys, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So... But that was cool because that water led to the ocean. So that was all salt water. It was interesting. It was really beautiful yeah. there. Yeah, it was really beautiful. And there was like a, a a woman, like a Hawaiian woman that was like perched up on like one of the, like like a little thing in the middle, like a little island in the middle of the, the, the pools, telling people not to touch certain things like that were sacred or they're not supposed to be at, like really protecting the area. And I thought mm-hmm. that was awesome. And she put up yeah. with nothing. And also telling them, yeah, there were some spots that were dangerous that telling right. them like, don't jump off of that and because it was hard to tell where there were rocks underneath the water because it was dark so yeah she was great awesome but yeah hana was cool uh, aside from hana and haleakala um some of the other things is we did like i said we toured west maui which was really just a lot of checking out the different resorts going up to kapalua oh babe the snorkeling up there we found this little tiny cove I forget what the cove's name is. I feel terrible for not knowing this now. And the cove, like, it was like you had to walk down this little path that was kind of like between a bunch of apartments to get to. It was like like a little rocky path, like paved with like little pebbles. And you get out there and it's full of sea turtles out in that area. And like, we were like feet away from sea turtles. I mean, we were feet away from sea turtles in front of the Andas when we were snorkeling too. But this was like the turtle was right there because he was eating on the rocks, like getting the algae and Mm -hmm. didn't mind us a bit. Like we didn't touch him because we know the rules are you're supposed to keep away. So we didn't. 
one person did and it made Steph really mad. It kind of ruined her experience. Oh my gosh, I would have pushed <laughs> that person in. Yeah. She goes, somebody better arrest me. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> you're that type of person. Yeah. Got it. Ugh, that's awful. So, yeah, awful, awful person. So anyway, so we did that, which was amazing. And then tons of snorkeling. Yeah, the snorkeling there was amazing. Like The water was so clear. And there were a ton of different fish that weren't around our resort. So we got to see different fish. It was really cool. Yeah. What else did we do? We also went, gosh, what was that? We did the Outrigger Canoe, which was included in the resort fee. That was awesome. It was like an hour-long like tour in the morning. We went out. We paddled. We helped push it in, pull it out, do all of those things to give us a little history lesson. I didn't get to hear it very well because he put me all the way in the front. And what's really intimidating about being in the front of one of those canoes is you have everybody else has to match your pace. <laughs> so if I was going too fast, too slow, or neither, like just like not, to, not being steady, I had like all this pressure. So, and then we got passed by a bunch of like, you know, 60 somethings, <laughs> like in, in their outrigger canoe. Like professional yeah, they're like, rowers. <laughs> they, were, they were, they were hauling. But yeah, and then of course we. And then. Go ahead, babe. Oh, no, I was going to say, and we went snorkeling, I think almost every day. Yeah, and we, by the resort. And we saw turtles almost every day at the resort. Like, yeah. it was yeah. magical. It was like one of those vacations, you're just like, holy cow, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah, it's great. Any, anything so, else you want to, some parting words? How do you want to wrap uh, it up? I would say do it. <laughs> um, like for so long, like it's for us on the East Coast, it's a little daunting it's to hard. be like, wow, this is really far, you yeah. know, and it's going to be a long time to get there. And I feel like we went as long as we could without taking our kids with us. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think we could have been gone. Um, it wouldn't have been fair to my mom who was watching the kids to leave leave her with them any longer than we did. But I mean, I thought that... I don't know. Babe, who would you recommend Maui to? Maybe that's a good question. And, and the Andas. So I think the Andas, so there were some kids there. Um, I think most of them were infants or like toddlers. There weren't a ton of older kids. And I think that makes sense. I think there's better resorts if you're bringing your kids that are school age or older because of the water parks that other resorts have. So I definitely think it would be a great resort for people that are going for their honeymoon or people like me and John is just the adults. And like I said, there were some families with younger with younger kids. And I think it was the pool, especially at the bottom, was good for them. It's definitely a quiet resort, which I really liked. And so I think if you're looking for a relaxing vacation with not a ton of people around, then this is the right place for you. It was also great because they had so many things included and we got to go snorkeling every day. So I think it's this great place where you can relax, but also be active at the same time um, and just kind of go at your own pace. Yeah, even even on our resort days, I didn't need to go for a run to close my, <laughs> my, my rings on my Apple Watch. I didn't. Like, I thought I was going to have to get up every morning early and go for a run. But, like, I found after, like, the first resort day, like, between snorkeling and walking around the resorts, walking down the beach path to another resort, mm-hmm. doing different things. They close like easily close them. I had crazy days, like twenty thousand like step days. I had like Disney World level <laughs> steps just between like the beach walk and you know walking around our resort and doing things. And as far as Maui, I would say Maui. I I know that Jess thinks that Maui is for certain people. I think Maui's definitely one of the more expensive islands so if you're on a super tight budget oahu might be a better pick for you um or big island big island Island actually prices out really nice but that being said i feel like there's a little bit of something a little bit of something for everyone on maui and the resort wise like 
I agree with Steph. Our resort was perfect for like honeymoons, uh, anniversaries, young young adults, older adults. Like just, mm-hmm. I don't think it's great for people with like school age children, especially if they see the water park at the Marriott mm-hmm. next door. You know, yeah. I feel like, yeah, I, FOMO. I guess with some kids, but I would say the the, the last thing is um, Maui is something for everybody. The Andaz isn't for everybody, but there is something in Maui for you if you want to go to Maui. Agreed. That's a, and I think you should. That's a great way of summing it up, I think. It was amazing. It was like the best vacation ever. I think. Now are you ready yeah. to go back and explore other islands? I want to go. I want to take the kids to Oahu and do Alani mm-hmm. and then maybe like split that trip Turtle with um, the big island. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if I want to. See, that's the other thing. Do I want to go to Turtle Bay Resort like on the North Shore t- and just do all Oahu? We took them for a night to Turtle Bay before we went to Alani. Oh, uh, yeah, very cool. So. I know it's hard. There's Big a plans. lot of places to go and not an infinite amount of money to spend to go there. Or time. Or time. Yeah. <laughs> we're, while we're out here, we are either either doing Alaska on a sailing or Hawaii is that, that runner-up. Uh, I want to go in the win- I want to do. I want to go to Hawaii in the winter um, to see all the whales. Yes. That's, and like, so we're talking about like February of twenty-three. Yeah, that's what to take that's the boys. Our plan not February, but like late fall, early winter, because we have only been in May, June, July, August, and beginning of September. We've never done whale season. So whale yeah. season was definitely a must. And that's a testament to your guys' trip. As you are back and you're already like, okay, when is this going to happen again? Yeah. it's it, We need to get this lined up. Hawaii like becomes yeah. part of your soul. Like it sounds cheesy, but like it never leaves you. Like once you go, like like when you were leaving and you were like, oh, we're leaving. It's our last day. And I'm like, yeah. And now you know what you're missing. Like if you've never been, you don't know what it's like to miss it. And now that you know, it's yeah. it's terrible. <laughs> and John's going to John's gonna hate this, but this sort of reminded me of why I don't love all-inclusive resorts. Yeah. Because I love like going out and exploring and learning about different cultures and doing all that. And I feel like in an all-inclusive, you're just sort of yeah. there Fine. and you don't really get to It's a different, vac- city. It's a different well, vacation. You paid right. for the all-inclusiveness yeah. of it. Absolutely. And, if you, and if so you, you want to take advantage, advantage of everything. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I agree with Steph. She knows I agree with. I enjoy, you know, exploring the the cities and doing those things and the cultures. But you love a good like, Jamaica by the pool. You also like, love. I do. It's a different vacation. I'll just say yeah. that. Like hanging out at an all inclusive in Jamaica or Turks. And one last thing too, Hawaii has a smell, like a really good smell that, like, you think <laughs> that it's it like does. tropical and you can get tropical in the Caribbean, and like, no, Hawaii has its own unique smell that you can only get in Hawaii, and you know you're there. It's like, like a Disney resort, like it has its own scent, a signature smell. It has smell. a signature <laughs> smell, and you can't recreate it anywhere else. And when you step off the plane, and you smell it, you know that like you're there, it's and true. it's it's amazing. Yeah. It's like my favorite. And, I mean, by now we've talked about this trip in two different shows, and I feel like I could still talk about how much I love this trip for another hour. But we won't. We won't bore everybody. <laughs> but I could. <laughs> All right. I feel like you could too. You want to wrap it up? John? Yeah, I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and wrap. I'll wrap up the show. Um, first, I'd like to thank um, all of the people involved in making this trip. I'd like to thank uh, Jess and Sam for their insight. You know, giving us really good advice. All the people who you know that were there in Hawaii, the Hawaiian people that just made us feel so welcome. Honestly, I'll go ahead and wrap up the show and thank Steffi for coming. Yay. 
Thank you for Steffi. coming being on the show. Love you, babe. Thank you for doing it. If you enjoyed uh, this podcast, please go ahead and like and subscribe on your favorite uh, podcasting app. And if you'd like to join the conversation, please check us out over on Facebook by doing a search for Escape a Travel Podcast. Again, thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you real soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>